The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You're listening to Making Life Brighter on the Health and Wellness Channel, where we provide you with the latest information in healing, consciousness training, and all cutting-edge healing modalities, featuring experts in their fields, including authors, musicians, and artists. Making Life Brighter will be a forum for healing, inspiring, and uplifting entertainment. Here is your host, Winifred Adams. Good morning. Welcome. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio, and I'm your host, Winifred Adams, and today... We have special guest Charles Lightwalker, and Charles is a medical intuitive and so many other things. You know, like I've said before in my writing, I hate tags. I hate saying someone's a so-and-so or this or that because we're all such extraordinary light beings, and I don't mean to sound campy when I say that, but we are, and this man in particular is. He has so many different talents and beautiful gifts that he brings to the world, so I am so honored to bring to you Charles Lightwalker today. Welcome, Charles. Good morning. Good morning to you, and thank you so much for having me on your show. Oh, this is just such a pleasure. This conversation is near and dear to my heart. I'm looking forward to it. So, Charles, tell tell us what you do exactly, what it is that you encompass, because you do many different things. Yeah, I guess that's true. When you've been around for a while, you begin to learn a few things out there in the world, and as you become educated, you're able to share those. And so, of course, I've had training in a variety of different things, um, and as you first mentioned, medical intuition. Well, I'm also a registered member of the Free Cherokees, and so I've been involved in the Cherokee and some Native American healing work, just like that, for, geez, about almost 35 years now. And uh, not too long ago, a couple of years back, I um, took over as chief of the Wolf Clan of the Pacific Northwest here up in the Spokane area. Um, and so I do a lot of shamanic and other healing work and things, and things like that there. And I've also done uh, quite a bit with the holistic community here and served for quite a while until recently as president the Spokane Holistic Chamber of Commerce. And so I try to network with as many other holistic practitioners as I can out there, and I work with uh, helping create uh, free wake, Reiki clinics and other types of things like that there, and I've worked locally with the uh, Metaphysical Research Society and served as president of their organization for a number of years so that we could bring in speakers and people to speak on the metaphysical, spiritual, and holistic subjects in our area to educate people. So I guess overall I'd say, you know, I, I hope to educate people, and that's part of the reason I got involved in all the work that I did, so that I could share all these different wonderful healing modalities and the knowledge that I've gained over time with people so that they may be able to find uh, their own self-worth, uh, their own self-esteem, and just as importantly, also how, in a sense, to really take better care of themselves and lead a fruitful, wonderful, and abundant life. Well, I think you do that so beautifully, really. I mean... You're a soul that just gives, and you give and give and give, and you put out there and you do connect people together, and it's such a beautiful thing. And 
So, you know, do, were you the founder of the actual Holistic Chamber of Commerce, or did you champion yeah, that's, that? That's correct. Me and, me and Dr. Pat Doherty were, were founders of the mm-hmm. organization, and uh, uh, both of us are still really good friends. We've just moved into other directions doing different things. As a matter of fact, we recently wrote a book together, so that's kind of where we've gone into is into a, a field in the sense of educating people in different ways. But, yeah, and, and, it's, and it's been a great pleasure and a joy for us. Uh, to help create that chamber and to begin to see things move forward in a direction. And we've worked with a lot of great and wonderful people all throughout the world um, in the sense of what we do and also working with the uh, National Holistic Chamber of Commerce movement as well, uh, Camille Leon. Absolutely. And Camille's down here in Los Angeles, correct? That's is correct. she still here? Yeah, that's yeah. where the headquarters is for the national organization for the Holistic Chamber of Commerce is all throughout the United States and parts of Canada. And so it's, it's, it's grown from just an idea and thoughts by a few of us out there that we're doing things. So now a national organization has really just spread the word. It's such a wonderful organization, really. I mean, I'm a member of it myself, and, and it's just a, a great organization. It's easier, I think, <laughs> in a city that's not like Los Angeles to, to get to these types of places, like where you are in Spokane. You know, there's, there's a benefit to being in smaller cities because you can attend many different things and do things, whereas in the big city like here, there's so much going on all the time. It's hard to kind of capture all these different things that are being offered up and... I think what you've done in Spokane and spread out throughout is just such a gift. Really, it's a gift, and and you have a gift. Um, tell us a little bit about the Wolf Clan that you're part of. Well, uh, the uh, local Cherokee Wolf Clan here is is a group of us who are members of the Free Cherokee, um, and most of us are uh, mixed blood individuals who support the Cherokee effort, but we're not full bloods. Uh, we do have a few full-blooded uh, Native Americans that are certainly part of us, uh, but we're here to educate people on the Cherokee ways and customs of the past, and also, in a sense, how the Cherokee have embraced the aspect of the new times that are here now, what it's like not to just live in tribal situations, but to live in the modern world. And so we're out to educate people, and part of what we do in that education is we put on ceremonies at least four times a year, and we introduce them to the various ceremonies that are of Cherokee customs, and uh, we educate them in a sense of how the Cherokee used to live, and in a sense also how they're living now and how they encompass their um, their ways in modern society. I guess that's the overall view, anyway. And how is that? What is it? What would be the difference now? Obviously, you know, there's there's differences in technology and time frame and all that, but what is, is the ideology the same or, or is it changed now? I'd say a lot of the ideology, yes, is the same. It's just how do we interpret or spread the message um, in this more modern time? Like, of course, we use things like, like what you're doing right now, radio, sometimes by getting things on the radio, letting people know that we're putting on the uh, ceremonies and events that we're doing. Um, we also work with other groups. We, we work with the local Unity Church, which is where uh, our groups, our events are always at. Uh, they really liked working with us, and we've encompassed by working with them by also bringing them somewhat into it. In other words, we put on certain ceremonies, and then in, in the midst of between the ceremonies that we do, uh, the Unity... Um, Choir or, or, or the Unity uh, Music Group uh, will play music. And so we try to combine and work together with other organizations, and we sometimes work with the Interfaith Council. Um, 
and other community members out there uh, to spread the word of what we're doing as far as educating people about, you know, Cherokee ceremonies and some of the Cherokee ways, but also how, in a sense, some of these ways can be sort of utilized perhaps in one's own life here in the modern era. Now, Charles, are you a sweat lodge kind of fella? I do a fair amount of that, uh, yes, simply because of the fact that I think it's good for health. Now, I was going to ask you, what, what would be the purpose of it, for, in, your, in your opinion, besides health? Oh, besides health, I see it as a spiritual context. In other words, this is an opportunity for us to give thanks for all the great blessings that we have. It's time to, in a sense, to let go of any negative thoughts, um, negative feelings, um, our toxins that are in our body, to release them, let them go, uh, so that we may move forward with clearer minds, clearer bodies, and clearer spirits, in a sense, that we may do the work that we're uh, here guided to do in this world. Yeah. Now, does your organization uh, carry on sweat lodges, and, and do you do that as part of the Cherokee understanding, or is that completely separate? Uh, right now, it's been sort of completely separate. We, we may go into that, but right now, we're working with other people. Uh, one of our members, Judith Brownhawk, uh, puts on uh, sweat lodges on a fairly regular basis for women. And, um, and then we've done some stuff where we've had sweats with some of the men at the uh, a veterans' hospital. Um, so, once again, what we're doing is we're realizing rather to take on the whole load ourselves, how can we work with established people within the community, some of them members of our organization, some of them just other organizations out there, how can we work together to do some of these things so that we're supporting one another? This literally warms my heart. I'm not kidding you. When, I, when you're talking and, and I'm hearing all this, my heart just goes, whee, and it opens. <laughs> it's such a neat feeling. I hope all you out there are feeling the same thing because... Charles is a light of connection on our planet. And um, coming up, we'll have uh, anyone who wants to call in and get a reading from Charles live. He will read some people. And so, Charles, what's the book that you wrote? Uh, The book is called Quantum Healing, The Synergy of Chiropractic and Reiki. Oh, neat. talks about how you combine these two modalities together in a healing process. Um, and I'm really fortunate that I've worked with a really great man by the name of Dr. Pat Doherty, who I co-wrote the book with, who's a very innovative, uh, holistic chiropractor who has a tremendous amount of insight and knowledge, um, not just in chiropractic, but in uh, many other holistic areas. And so we decided that this was a way that we were going to combine this together. Um, and also because what many people don't seem to realize is that chiropractic, like Reiki, is energy medicine. Right. We're talking about energy and vibration. We're talking about creating change. And um, I think a lot of people don't understand that chiropractic has that element, and that's where it first began, came from. Um, and I think that's the part that Dr. Pat, in particular, really explored deeply in the book and was able to explain the origins of chiropractic and how it really came from a standpoint of working with changing a person's vibrational frequency. Isn't that true? Reiki does, in a sense. You know, Reiki is sending energy, and it's changing a person's frequency towards wellness. So where can people get this book? Um, It's for sale on Amazon. Uh, Okay, great. So what's the title of the book? Quantum Healing, uh, The Synergy of Chiropractic and Reiki. Awesome, awesome. So, Charles, 
If you're going to read some people in the next segment, we're going to ask everybody who might like a reading to call in at 1-866-472-5791. And if you'd like to uh, get a reading by Charles Lightwalker, who's a medical intuitive and a shaman as well, you feel, feel free to call in and we'll take your call, whoever calls in first, and we'll, we'll have Charles read you next segment. Also, um, Charles, where can people contact you? Well, they can they can contact me by, of course, calling me at five zero nine three eight nine seven two nine zero in my office number, or they can go to uh, the website, which is thefamilyoflight.com. Isn't that and sweet? I that love that. Them, of course, a little <laughs> bit more about not only what I do, but the, the medicine woman that I work with, um, Serena, who's also my wife. Um, Beautiful soul. And it will give them an overall view of, of what I do um, in a sense of not only my healing work, but also some of my teaching work, in a sense, because I do take on apprentices. And um, so I've got about 30 right now, and it's quite something trying to juggle all that. <laughs> I can imagine, but I know you could do it. All right, well, we'll be right back in, in just a few minutes, so stay tuned. We're with Charles Lightwalker today, medical intuitive and shaman. And if you want a reading with Charles, please go ahead and call us. And uh, you can also email us here at radio at makinglifebrighter.com. So stay tuned. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio, and you can find us at makinglifebrighter.com slash radio tab for all the archives. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Helping you make informed decisions for your life. This is Voice America Health & Wellness. Journey to John of God for healing with your guide, medical intuitive Winifred Adams. Experience healing with the world's most revered transmedium, John of God. Witness incredible healings, visit the sacred waterfall, and experience the heart-opening wonders of the Casa de Dominacio in Brazil. For more information, visit MakingLifeBrighter.com. Tune in and visit the archived shows to learn of the miraculous healing with John of God. Special offer will you mention you heard it on the Health and Wellness Channel. See the website for details, www.makinglifebrighter.com. Making Life Brighter, your health and healing resource. With 20 years of successful healing, medical intuitive Winifred Adams has assisted thousands of people with their health and emotional well-being, including a celebrity clientele. An expert in emotional healing and body system health, Winifred specializes in emotional trauma and hard-to-solve cases. An official guide to John of God, Winifred works with people from all over the world to facilitate optimum health. Visit MakingLifeBrighter.com for more information and a discount off your first session. Appointments available in person or by Skype. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Learn more. Live better. Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Making Life Brighter with Winifred Adams on the Health and Wellness Channel, the preferred choice for conscious education and entertainment. For more information, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. If you have questions or comments, please email us at radio at makinglifebrighter.com. That's radio at makinglifebrighter.com. And now, back to the show with your host, Winifred Adams. 
And we're back, and I wanted to say a few things to you all today. Thank you, first of all, for listening, and a special thank you to all of you that voted me Humanitarian of the Year and Entertainer of the Year and First Runner-Up for Writer of the Year. I really appreciate that. My writing is near and dear to my heart, and it's actually because of Charles Lightwalker, who is our guest today, and he kind of introduced me to that whole arena, and off I went, and here we are on radio And I can't even believe it, to be honest with you. And I'm so grateful for all of you that listen every single week and that go back and listen to the shows over and over and that write to me and comment. I'm doing this as a labor of love, quite literally, and I really, really enjoy it. So thank you very, very, very much from the bottom of my heart. I will do my best to keep serving everyone with educational and uplifting entertainment that's consciousness-based. And that is the point. I've never wanted to do a show where it's like, rah, rah, high energy, blah, blah. If anything, I've wanted to quiet everyone and have them available to take in the information that's coming through all these amazing people that come on the show. And what an honor that we get to talk with them one-on-one and kind of dig into their work and find out who they are. I just think it's a gift, and I can't say thank you enough for listening. And today we want to take just a, a, a few seconds, wherever you are in the world, to just sit still and relax your gut, relax your heart, and just send love over to Nepal. You know, the tragic earthquake that happened there is really, really a problem for all those people. It's it's just a travesty, but it's Mother Earth working out, Mother Earth energy, and all of our karmic energy all in one. And that doesn't mean that it's fun to watch people suffer. It's certainly not. So, Everyone says, what can I do? I'm far away. What can I do? Well, you could donate to the Red Cross. That's for sure. Or you could just take a minute and be still and send some love sincerely from your heart to that area and let spirit begin to work with that energy that you send there and pulse that light in and miraculous things can happen through other people that are there given your energy contribution. So don't ever think that whatever you do in a quiet moment like that goes unnoticed by spirit. It, it gets taken and used in a way that we can't always see, and we don't even need to see. We just contribute. So I'm asking all of us to do that today, this week, ongoing. Now back with Charles Lightwalker, who is a sweet, dear soul and friend of mine and a great inspiration to me. And we have on the line Teresa. Hello, Teresa. Are you with us today? Teresa, Teresa, hello. Hello. Hi there. How are you? Hi. I'm Welcome to How are you? Good, thank you. Welcome to Making Life Brighter Radio. And uh, we have Charles here, and he's going to do some reading on you. So I'll just step back and let Charles go. Hi, Hi Charles. Teresa. How are you today? <laughs> I'm, I'm good. Well, that's good. Uh, boy, I'll, I'll tell you, your energy is quite something. You've got a lot of exuberance inside of you, and I think it's it's good that you have that, and I think you got to start letting your love self shine a little bit more. Let the aspect of spirit move through you more quickly in the sense that uh, you have a lot of great talents out there. You're not using all of them now, but, you know, we don't always do that. And uh, But I think there's some great opportunities coming your way for you to use the talents that you have and to be able to share the aspect of even some of the knowledge that you have now and that you're gaining with others. Um, and the good thing that, that I'm sure you want to hear is I also get, too, that there's soon there's going to be an opportunity and some abundance for you that's coming. It's somewhat out of the blue, but, but sometimes the most unexpected or out of the blue things can be 
of, of great value, not just in a sense because this happens to be money, but also in the sense of what you'll be able to do with this coming your way and giving you an opportunity to make some changes in your life. And I think that, the, that that's wonderful. I also think it's important that you, you, you look at yourself and look at the creativity that you have within you and how can you bring that more forward in your life? How can you really allow that great creative energy of yours even burst more alive than it has now so that you can use that creativity uh, to make yourself not only happier, but to, in a sense, also to make others in many ways happy? Your, your creativity can shine upon other people and give them the opportunity to realize how great life can be. And, yeah. um, you know, you, you've got great creativity that resides within you. It's time to let that light of yours begin to shine even more so and begin to, in a sense, tell your friends that it's important that they, like you, let that creativity come out. Let that creativity begin to shine brighter because I think you have effect upon others. There's people that are drawn to you at times simply because of the fact of the exuberance that you might have. Sometimes people are drawn to you because of the aspect that they can see inside that there is this great light of yours that's shining and will shine brighter as you continue to work more with it. You, you have a lot of wonderful talent here that can just do so many great things. And, and, and also, as I, as I look at you now and, 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 and tune into you, one of the things that I get is that you have uh, the capability of running a lot of energy through your hands. You should really look in the aspect of using these hands to do more healing work and to, to also learn how to utilize uh, more the aspect of this energy as it's being run. Because Spirit certainly has chosen you to run some of this great divine energy through. Absolutely. That makes perfect sense. I've actually been studying about hands-on healing lately. So that's amazingly perfect. Well, you, you've been chosen, certainly, by Spirit as one of those people that, that already has the energy conduit connected to the divine. And by working with it over time and, and, and focusing your energy, there's going to be amazing things that you're going to be able to do. And uh, I certainly look forward to, to hearing about that happening for you and, 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 and hope that as you continue this journey of working with this hands-on healing and this energy work, that you realize what great capabilities you have within you as you allow this energy to move through you in that way. Your hands are sometimes going to get pretty hot, aren't they? Yes, yes, yes. Yes, um, you know, and you, you have these great <laughs> abilities here. Just start utilizing them more so and realize that, you know, Spirit will guide you in many ways to people and others that can be of help to you. And I certainly will uh, be praying for your success and and for all the great, wonderful things that can come to you. And if I can be of further help, too, down the road, don't hesitate to, to give me a call or send me an email, and I'll, I'll gladly do what I can to send you some energy and, and pray for great success for you. Well, thank so, you so much, Charles. Everything you said makes a lot of sense to me. I appreciate your guidance and your encouragement. Teresa, well, what, I appreciate what... you as a person. Uh, Let me tell you, the only reason that I even am able to do the work that I do is because years ago I started listening to Spirit, and as I tuned in more deeply with that, uh, then I was led on this great and fantastic journey where I met so many wonderful people and incredible healers and others in the journey, people like Winfred Adams and others that I've worked with. And it's because I just 
allowed spirit to move through me. I allowed my heart to be open. I'm guided by that, and that's that's how I do the work that I do. I'm I'm not a a great person. I'm uh, not a fantastic yes, TV personality, <laughs> um, you know, or, or any of those things. I'm just a, a human being like you or anyone else. But I listen to spirit, and as it moves and guides me, I'm able to do some incredible things. And I'm blessed in that way. And I so appreciate uh, that I have, um, you know, gotten to where I'm at. And I've had my hard moments and my hard times, especially when I was a lot younger and didn't listen to spirit or didn't listen in many ways. But I've progressed forward and with my heart open and my connection to spirit. That's what guides me to do the work that I do. And I am so blessed that on this journey, I get to meet people like you that I know are on their own journey through great healing and great abilities unfolding. And um, so, Teresa, so many wonderful things to come to you. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak with you today and to work with you in this way. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Teresa, what's your creativity? What's, what's the, the love that you have? Well, I'm actually a... Um, intuitive myself. I do a lot of um, public shows and where I do, I help pass on messages from crossed over loved ones and also on a medical intuitive nature that I've been really, it's just kind of been coming to me lately. So what Charles was saying makes a lot of sense. When it comes to me in my meditation, I was kind of thinking, well, what's this? And the more that I've been looking into it and kind of doing my own independent research and studying about it, it's kind of coming together as, I think, maybe a new gift Spirit wants is pushing me into doing, and it made me a little nervous about it. But I really appreciate, you know, the confirmation of Charles letting me know uh, that I'm being led in this direction for a reason. Oh, and to get so... more creative with it and not be so timid about it. That's it. That's it. You have to own it. It's beautiful. Well, wishing you all the blessings on your unfoldment because that's what's coming. And to uplift other people and give them insight and hope and reassurance, which it sounds like that's about to happen for you and that's and many others. That's wonderful. So thank you for, for calling in today. I appreciate that thank very you. much. And have thank you, day. Charles. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Charles, for reading her. And um, we're going to oh, sure. well, be back in just a minute. like you. She's, she's at a point where you were years ago, and so when you, when you touch people like that, it's just amazing. You know, you've <laughs> come so far, Winfred. You've done so much to touch people's hearts and lives. I'm just so blessed to know you. Oh, thank you, Charles. Thank you. Well, it's, it's kind of one big synergy, isn't it? And that's what we're really getting yeah. at is that, we're all adding to this recipe called earth plane existence and the advancement of souls on earth. And we're all putting in our flavor to the recipe as we go along and each flavor blends with another. And there we are. And now we're adding to each other's upliftment and then, you know, exponentially helping other people by all of our contributions, especially right now. It's happening so quickly. Don't you think? Oh, yes, it certainly is happening so quickly. This is the right time for all this. And that's why the stars like you that are out there that are shining this light, 
out there through the, the realm of radio is so helpful because it's allowing people like this beautiful young lady to begin to realize her own talent and let it shine more because people like you stand out there and are doing what you're doing, letting people know they can be the great human beings they can be. Yeah, what fun, what fun. You know, I was a total indigo child when I was little and had nowhere to turn for any of this, but I'm so grateful now. And you know what? We'll be right back with more Making Life Brighter Radio with Charles Lightwalker, our mediumistic medical intuitive who is also a shaman and an amazing bright shining soul thank you Teresa and we'll be back with more Charles stay tuned you can find us on MLB radio on Twitter and Facebook on making life brighter and for all archives you can go to makinglifebrighter.com slash radio we'll be right back opinions options answers voice America health and wellness Making Life Brighter, your health and healing resource. With 20 years of successful healing, medical intuitive Winifred Adams has assisted thousands of people with their health and emotional well-being, including a celebrity clientele. An expert in emotional healing and body system health, Winifred specializes in emotional trauma and hard-to-solve cases. An official guide to John of God, Winifred works with people from all over the world to facilitate optimum health. Visit MakingLifeBrighter.com for more information and a discount off your first session. Appointments available in person or by Skype. Journey to John of God for healing with your guide, medical intuitive Winifred Adams. Experience healing with the world's most revered transmedium, John of God. Witness incredible healings, visit the sacred waterfall, and experience the heart-opening wonders of the Casa de Dominacio in Brazil. For more information, visit MakingLifeBrighter.com. Tune in and visit the archived shows to learn of the miraculous healing with John of God. Special offer when you mention you heard it on the Health and Wellness Channel. See the website for details, www.MakingLifeBrighter.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome back to Making Life Brighter with Winifred Adams on the Health and Wellness Channel, the preferred choice for conscious education and entertainment. For more information, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. If you have questions or comments, please email us at radio at makinglifebrighter.com. That's radio at makinglifebrighter.com. And now, back to the show with your host, Winifred Adams. And we're back with more Making Life Brighter Radio right here. I'm your host, Winifred Adams, and this is Charles Lightwalker with us today. He's a shaman, he's a medical intuitive, and he's a bright, shining soul of connectivity to all the peoples around. And I've known Charles for several years, and he's just been so wonderful all along to me. I mean, he truly is someone who brings people together, and he teaches along the way. He he sort of gathers souls together and then they all do whatever they do and shine and go back out again. It's almost like you watch energy come in and blend together and go back out again. And that's what that's part of what Charles Gift really is. So in the last segment he just read Teresa and um welcome back Charles. 
Thank you for having me. Yeah, this is really a gift. I wanted to ask you a little bit about your thoughts and feelings about the world. First of all, Nepal. Let's talk about Nepal today because that's what's up. What feeling do you get about all that? Well, of course, I think it partly happened because Mother Earth is sending us constant messages, and this is, of course, one of those big kind of messages of wake up, in a sense. Here's this beautiful place. And I always have thought of Nepal as somewhere where there's a great amount of peace and beautiful, loving people. Uh, and now their whole world has been shooken up. And I think that part of that message is, you know, look how quickly uh, something like an earthquake can shake up somebody's world, whether you're living in a beautiful paradise or whether you're living in the mountains or wherever you're living. That You know, your life can be shaken up so quickly and that we need to be appreciative that life is such a blessing to have, and how can we work together to make the planet itself a better place? How can we reach out to these people in Nepal? Um, and I'm not just talking money. Of course, that certainly can be helped, like you mentioned with the Red Cross. But how can we reach out with our energy, with our love, to, to embrace the, the people of that area and send them love and light so they may rebuild their lives? So they may realize that there's hope out there for them and that the world is united behind them in energy, that the world understands that they are going through a great change there and that any one of us at any moment in time could be them and that we must appreciate what we have and share love around the world, create more love in the world. If we can do that and we can in that love Mother Earth, that will, I think, also help, because why would she do this if she didn't need to shake us up and say, quit polluting and you know, quit harming the earth? What can we do to be the great gentle souls that we were meant to be on this planet where we were caretaking this Mother Earth, where we are caretaking one another with love? Isn't it interesting that it's there of all places? Because we think of, in the West anyway, we think of that place as being more of a spiritual place. And yeah. you the logical mind would say, well, in such a spiritual place, you know, spirit or God wouldn't do this, you know, because people are putting focus there. But that's never really the case of true spirituality, is it? I mean, lots of places are used as examples, for example, how to handle this and how they see it. And maybe as we get the stories that come out in the next few days, we'll see more and more people who understand in their grief and their loss the greater picture of this somehow. Oh, yes, I believe so, in a, in a sense, maybe that is why a place like this has had it happen. Since we see it as such a spiritual place, how are these spiritual people going to deal with this catastrophe that has occurred? How are they going to deal with it? Are they going to come from a place of love? Are they going to come from a place of compassion? I'm willing to bet you they are, and maybe it's to show the world that we all need to be more compassionate. We need to be more understanding, and we need to, in a sense, realize also how it's time to make a change. We need to bring more love into this world. That's extremely important at this time. With conflicts and wars and other things that are going out there, a natural disaster is like a wake-up call that, you know, we need to really see ourselves all as brothers and sisters of this great planet. We do, and I think we need laughter, too. You know, our world in the last, say, 10 years has become so cynical and so litigious Let's, you know, I don't like what you said to me, so I'm going to throw it out on media and get everybody rah-rah behind me and blah, blah, blah. It's like, how about you just get responsible for your own energy yourself? Why don't we manage ourselves and really come from a place of a bit more humor and take it in ease and be able to laugh at yourself and let someone make a little fun of you and, 
And, you know, we, we get so serious today and everyone wants to fight back. Well, that's like such a grand ego blast and we don't need it anymore. It doesn't serve us. It's just not fun. <laughs> we no, need you're silly. You're so right there. And, and, and we do have to laugh at ourselves, I think. I think that's extremely important. I laugh at myself pretty much every day. Of course, once I look in the mirror, <laughs> how can I not laugh when I look at myself and see that, gee, you know, I'm not the person I was 20 or 30 years ago or maybe 40 years ago. You know, I'm who I am now, but at the same time, you know, I can see those wrinkles and, you know, I can see the gray hair and uh, I can see that I'm a different person than I was years ago, but at the same time, in some ways, you know, I'm just a clown of life in the sense uh, here adding to the great humor of it all and if if one can laugh and see the joy of life it, you can do things much better and sometimes just making somebody laugh um you know can be a, a great thing um you know i'm i'm realizing that you know i used to watch somebody by the name of swami beyond ananda um and i still occasionally follow some of this stuff and you know he used to say we're driving our own karma yeah, <laughs> and of course he's saying it somewhat humorously, but but the idea is that humor. How important it is out there. I mean, I do yoga every day, and part of the yoga I try to do is laughter yoga. I try to laugh at myself and see how silly I can be. Um, <laughs> fortunately, I also have a daughter that is is full of a lot of bright light, and uh, she's pretty humorous, so that helps. And it helps when the people around you are willing to laugh with you, um, and even laugh at you when it's necessary. Yeah, amen to that, laugh at you. And you have to be able to to giggle a bit about life. One thing I think that we don't do enough of anymore, and we've lost it even on TV, is being able to make fun of ourselves as a society or as something. We we do it in a way that's mm, a bit more nasty, if if you will, whether it's through music videos or, or you know, late night shows and all that. It's It's not as just funny about our idiosyncrasies as humans. And really when we get down to laughing at our idiosyncrasies, we just can't take ourselves so seriously. And I don't know about you, but every now and then I'll just randomly just bust out smiling or laughing at somebody when I'm I'm in public or I'm going through an airport. And you know what? They smile and laugh back. It's great. That's right. And that's what's so great about laughter is it can be shared. It doesn't cost anything, and it can really be infectious, you might say. Yeah. Uh, so I hear exactly what you're saying. Um, I think it's great when we can laugh at ourselves and we can have a great smile on our face and realize that sometimes the things that we do that can seem to us to be so ridiculous that as we're laughing at ourselves that others may see it and begin to laugh too, realizing that maybe they've even done the same thing. That inside all of us, you know, uh, there is this, if you want to call it cosmic joker, or this person who realizes that life's here to have fun, and that means sometimes to look at the ridiculous things that we do and see how funny they can be. And yet at the same time, in that humor, realize that isn't that what, partly what makes life so wonderful, that we can laugh, and then we can have joy in our lives, and how fortunate we are to have that. For there are, you know, misery, no doubt, out there in the world. And that's only going to change when we start not only laughing at ourselves, but sharing laughter with others and helping them lift their spirits with laughter. Yeah, I look forward to the future. Charles, tell us how you see the future coming to us as evolving beings. Well, I think the great thing about what's evolving is the fact that uh, the generations 
that are continuing to come now are becoming, in many ways, more enlightened about certain things that maybe at one point in time we weren't very aware of. I don't think we were aware of how we were affecting the environment. I don't think that uh, we were aware of the fact of how much our emotions could affect things. I think we weren't aware of how much, in a sense, that we're really in charge of our lives and how much we have to take responsibility for it. But the generations that, that are continuing to come, and the, and the younger generation that's here now, seem to be already much more aware of that. And I think they're helping bring about a better Earth because they realize that's what we have to do. If we want the planet here for the generations to come, we have to take care of what we have. That means we have to take responsibility, and we have to do it now. And I see a lot of that coming about because of the fact that the kids that are, that are coming forward um, are becoming much more aware earlier and quicker in life. And that, I think, is bringing not only greater light into the planet, but also greater opportunity to push forward with these changes. Absolutely. And I see it on I... a large spectrum because it's, it's not just one segment of our world. I think it's all over. The, the kids that are coming up are already much more conscious than even their parents or the grandparents or the great-grandparents and so forth and so on. It, they, they are already becoming much more aware and being able to see through, I think, some of the illusions that are put out there by, by some. And, of course, yeah. my big joke is that's what, you know, politicians do a lot of, a lot of illusion work. Uh, but I think uh, more and more of us, and especially the younger generation, is seeing through that and seeing that, you know, the only way that change is really going to happen is for each person to take responsibility. You know, what's fun is I'm, I'm teaching these young ones, and uh, I have adults as well, but I'm teaching a lot of young ones, and especially like 11-year-olds, they're, they're very open at that age, and it's so much fun yeah. because you can teach them and go through different things with them, but when you get down to the fun work, they already know it. Know it. For example, I'll get out all the crystals and I'll lay them on the floor, and wow, they'll light up like light bulbs, and they are they gravitate immediately to what they're they're needing or they're wanting, and it's almost like they have an, a spontaneous remembering. It's amazing to watch over and over again, and they ask me things that blow my mind. It's like the when we come to a place, I think, where people stop looking at everybody else as an age or as a tag or as um, a social economic class, we'll get there because kids don't do that. And they see each other spirit to spirit, soul to soul, and they want that desperately from adults and they can't get it because adults have forgotten by that time. You know, they're trained instead of spontaneous. (laughs) <laughs> that, make, that makes complete sense because, um, as you know, you know, my daughter is 12, and uh, so she's just a little beyond the age of 11, like you were speaking about. And I can remember her saying uh, things very similar to what you're talking about and also talking about the aspect that kids don't see each other um, as adults do in a sense. They, they, don't, uh, they don't see kids as, as black, white, yellow, or green, um, rich, poor. They just see them as human beings. They see each other as just kids. And they communicate on such a greater and better level, I think, because of that. Because they don't have any of that preconditioning that's there. They don't have any of these judgments. They can look at things in a much clearer way. And uh, I'm, like you, sometimes blown away when, they, when they'll say things to me uh, that you sometimes wonder how, how quickly they learn that. I had someone the other day. Uh, Absolutely. We'll be right back with more Charles Lightwalker. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. 
your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Journey to John of God for healing with your guide, medical intuitive Winifred Adams. Experience healing with the world's most revered transmedium, John of God. Witness incredible healings, visit the sacred waterfall, and experience the heart-opening wonders of the Casa de Dominacio in Brazil. For more information, visit MakingLifeBrighter.com. Tune in and visit the archived shows to learn of the miraculous healing with John of God. Special offer when you mention you heard it on the Health and Wellness Channel. See the website for details, www.MakingLifeBrighter.com. Making Life Brighter, your health and healing resource. With 20 years of successful healing, medical intuitive Winifred Adams has assisted thousands of people with their health and emotional well-being, including a celebrity clientele. An expert in emotional healing and body system health, Winifred specializes in emotional trauma and hard-to-solve cases. An official guide to John of God, Winifred works with people from all over the world to facilitate optimum health. Visit MakingLifeBrighter.com for more information and a discount off your first session. Appointments available in person or by Skype. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Welcome back to Making Life Brighter with Winifred Adams on the Health and Wellness Channel, the preferred choice for conscious education and entertainment. For more information, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. If you have questions or comments, please email us at radio at makinglifebrighter.com. That's radio at makinglifebrighter.com. And now, back to the show with your host, Winifred Adams. And we're back. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio and... This is Winifred Adams, and I have Charles Lightwalker here with me today. Charles is a medical intuitive and a shaman, and we were just discussing how children are so evolved now, and Charles was in the middle of an example, and we had to go to break. So, Charles, carry on. Tell us what you were going to say. You were, you were working with a young one. You have a young one. Yes. Well, unfortunately, um, because of my daughter, I'm around uh, a certain amount of young people now and then who will be communicating, and they were saying about how they just didn't understand why school, in a sense, wasn't educating us more wholly. And I said, well, what do you mean by that? And they said, well, why are they not educating us, you know, how to be better socially in the world? Why are they not, not teaching us more about the aspect of how we're going to have to handle money when we get into the, into yeah. the real world out there? Right. And I'm thinking, boy, that's, that's pretty amazing to see that, um, that they're realizing that, you know, as one of them put it, memorization is okay, but do I really need to know when Christopher Columbus... I came to America um, <laughs> when I get a job. Yeah, thank and you. To be honest, I had to say, well, probably not, you know, unless you're going to be a history teacher and you need to teach that again. But um, they're just so much more aware today, and I think that that's great. And the good thing that I see uh, with that is that uh, the kids today are becoming more well-rounded than when I was a kid. And what I mean by that is I'm seeing a lot more enlightened young boys uh, as well, not just the girls, although the girls do seem to be leading the field in that particular way. But I'm seeing more of the boys are beginning to embrace the aspect of, of their own gentleness and yes. still realizing they can still be a boy. Thank you for saying that. Yes, I see this too. And 
you know, it heartens me. The only thing that frightens me is that they step outside of that for a minute and then they go back into being socially conditioned with all the technology around them and the things that their friends have. And, you know, I, kids need to go outside. They need to play in nature. They need to stay connected and, and stay attuned. And, uh, boy, over here, we are hard at work in this little spiritual vortex in this room to make sure that they have it imprinted the other direction and then go out into the world and hopefully can remember that. Now, this brings me to another point, Charles. You are an evolved man, and I'm sure your journey has been very interesting as it evolved. And, you know, spiritually speaking, men are a little slower to the take generally than women. And women are more apt to go forward and say, oh, yes, I've learned this and I want to do that and blah, blah, blah. And men don't come out of that shell as easily. What have you learned that you can share with us from a male perspective? Well, that um, I'd say that certainly, you know, there's a, there's a time when a man certainly needs to be macho is one of the terms I think they sometimes call it and such as that. I certainly found that out during the time when I um, served in the U.S. Army because that's probably a real masculine aspect and there's a lot of machoism and also you're dealing with the aspect that, you know, you're going to deal with wars and things like this where you're, you know, really pushing your own male energies. Uh, but what I began to realize as I went further into this, and, I, and fortunately for me, I began to have some spiritual experiences, and that's partly because of the fact of being part Cherokee. I would do vision quests and other things uh, that, you know, the Native Americans have done for years, and, um, and that's where they began to realize that, you know, the true warrior is the warrior that comes from the heart. The one that works from that perspective, that doesn't mean you can't be strong, you can't be powerful and you can't do what you need to do to protect your loved ones. And, the, you know, you can certainly do all that, but you can do it in such a way that you're more attuned to the life and the things that are around you. Um, you know, and I see that in people that are around me, uh, men, friends that I have. Some of them are extremely powerful people. Uh, one I think of real quick is, uh, is Roy, a dear person that I love very much. He's an incredible man. He's an eighth-degree black belt. And so, you know, obviously, he knows how to fight. He knows how to be a powerful individual. But he's got also a fantastically great heart. He's an incredible man, and he loves to teach, actually, the children. Not that he doesn't teach adults, but he loves teaching the children because he knows that if they're embedded with the aspect of understanding that the power comes from within them, and if that power is utilized from that center point and works with the heart, that there's amazing and incredible things that can be done. And to me, he's like a living example of that. And he's been teaching, he's karate, I think, for 35 years or something like that. And it's just amazing what I see what he does with these children. He, yeah. he instills in them the aspect of that, both, both boys and girls. Uh, my daughter studied with him, and she became much more powerful in her own way, not because she could flip a boy over her shoulder, although I think that had advantages, um, you know, but because of the fact that she knew where her center was and she knew that she had power within her, you know, and I could see that with some of the same boys in the sense that they knew they had this power and all this, but that didn't mean they had to hurt. They could do it in a way that was fun. They could do it in a way that still had a gentleness to it. I noticed they would flip the girls differently than they would the boys. There was a slightly more gentleness to that aspect because they realized that they were doing it and they were coming from that place within inside themselves that was their power base, but they were doing it from their heart. They weren't doing it to be named. 
they were doing it to be loving as they were moving through this dance of life. That's so beautiful. Really, we need that. Tell me something, Charles. Do the men around you cry? Oh, yes. Yeah? We don't know that as women. We don't see that unless it's, you know, intimate in our other half, potentially, or whatever. But, you know, I see it because I work with We cry with other men sometimes. You know, we cry when we think most people aren't going to see it, or we we cry with men who we know will understand that have been down that road. And do you hug each other? Oh, yes. See, isn't that we interesting? Do. Especially most of us involved in the wolf clan. There's quite a bit of hugs that are there and everything like that there. And um, it's, it's, it's not only a good thing for all of us, but it gives us permission when we are in public doing some of that for other men that are new to us to see that it's okay to do that. Yeah, isn't it funny? We've been trained away from that. Because when I go down to John of God in Brazil, the one thing I really, really pay attention to is all the males there are very okay with themselves. And the boys come right up to them and hug them, and they hug them back, and they love each other openly. They just do. It's, it's, yes, and it's, isn't that so amazing? And and I always thought that was great that you do this work, that you take people down there, and you've taken pictures and other things down there to John and God. This man's incredible what he has done. And from what I know, he does it from a loving heart, and that's the most incredible thing when you think about it. He's an incredible man, really. I sat with him and did an interview, which I have yet to put out there. And so that interview is yet coming, everybody. But when I got to sit with him intimately and talk, he just was, it was like time with grandfather almost. He was so sweet and so amazing and so full of knowledge on many different subjects. I mean, he's not just a man. He's, he is a man and he is a medium, but energy flows through him in and out, in and out, in and out. It doesn't like switch only. It's it's all the time that it happens to him. And he has such an open heart. He really does. I mean, he doesn't, he's not a cynical person in any way. He sees the bigger picture. He's always pointing back to spirit and always referencing God and spirit in everything he says. He's grateful for the things he has. He sees what it is. And, you know, all of that's a good example. It's a good example to men and boys and that you can be soft at the same time you can be ev- uh, a strong man, like you said, and evolved. I mean, we shouldn't be ashamed of being evolved. It's, it's a gift, and I'm hoping that more boys will find that to be the example for themselves instead of otherwise. And I hope that people like you... It will make them stronger human beings all the way around. The, 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 the strongest warriors are the ones that know that when you lead from your heart and not just your mind, there's so much more that can be accomplished. Absolutely. Absolutely. We have had such a wonderful, sweet hour today. Thank you so much for coming, Charles. This has been a real gift to have you on, truly. Thank you. And Oh, thank you. And, you know, I send you my love. You're just such a wonderful, shining light. It's such an honor for me to know you. Well, ditto, back and forth. And, and then we'll take all that uh, gooeyness and we'll send it out to everybody in the world. <laughs> yes, let's do that. <laughs> so, Charles, <laughs> tell us how people can contact you for readings one more time, please. Sure. Well, they can go to my uh, the website if they want, thefamilyoflight.com, or they can call me at 509-389-7290. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you, everyone, for listening today. And we'll have another special show next week. 
And so I'm looking forward to being back with everybody next week. And if you love the show, pass it on. Let somebody know. Make their life brighter, too. And Charles, one more two-second question. What makes your life brighter? We're awakening each and every day in this world. All right. Fabulous. All right, everybody. Have a sweet week. And make a smile. Send a prayer. Get still and send some light to Nepal. Loving you all. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week on Making Life Brighter Radio. Thank you for listening to Making Life Brighter on the Health and Wellness Channel. Be sure to join us each week at 10 a.m. for information, inspiration, and education with leading experts in healing and consciousness. For more information and a complete show schedule, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. Making Life Brighter, successfully helping you feel better from the inside out. You are my This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.